Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to get to hang out with you here again today. And today is kind of a special episode because we're talking about something we haven't talked about before. Last week, we talked about public schooling, which I had never covered specifically before as a homeschool mom here. And today we're talking about divorce, which I have never directly covered here on the podcast. I love family and marriage and I talk a lot about that and that's my heart, but I'm also aware that a lot of listeners have walked through the painful experience of divorce. And I kind of feel like I should open with an apology for not better supporting you. It's not that I don't care. I care so much. I love you guys. And honestly, I'm always thinking of every variety of situation when I share parenting resources and encouragement for parents, thinking of the divorce, the widowed parents, everything. Um, But I think the reason I haven't talked about divorce is because I just haven't come across an interview or a resource that I have found to be really biblically sound and balanced. But today's interview, I think, is all of that. And I think you're going to love hearing from Brandy Wilson, who has walked through a divorce while raising her three sons. And to make the story even tougher, she walked through a divorce um, with a mega church lead pastor. So it was a very public event. And when her marriage dissolved, Brandy didn't just lose her marriage, but she also lost her church community, her dreams for the future, and so much of her identity. So I appreciate her honesty and vulnerability, sharing her story. But most importantly, I think Brandy has come out the other side with a message of hope and healing. So if divorce is part of your story, I think you're going to be really encouraged. Now, for those of us who haven't been through a divorce, I hope you will listen to what Brandy shares about 
how we can support our friends walking through a divorce, how we can be a better friend, and even how the church community can come around those walking through divorce a little bit better. So I think this episode is for everybody. I hope you will spread the word, let your friends and family know about this conversation. And of course, I will have links to everything Brandy and I talk about over in show notes, which you can find today at monicaswanson.com forward slash Brandy dash Wilson. And that's B-R-A-N-D-I dash Wilson. All right. So before we get into that conversation, I just want to thank you for being a part of this podcast community. Thank you for spreading the word about the podcast. I also want to make sure to invite you once again to be a part of my email list, which is really my favorite place. Every Wednesday, I send a short email with anything new on the podcast or my website. And then once a month, I share a little bit longer email with some fun links and encouragement and usually something to make you laugh, or at least I try. Um, and you can join that email list over at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Super easy. I'll never share your email with anyone. I promise I try to take really good care of my email friends. Okay, guys. So now without further ado, let's jump in to this conversation with Brandy Wilson, where she is encouraging us with the message that yes, you can be better than okay, finding hope and healing after your marriage ends. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Monica, thank you so much for having me. We are kindred spirits very quickly because we're both boy moms. <laughs> <laughs> we are both boy moms, yes. yes. And people can't see this recording, but we both already are talking about glasses where, you know, we're, we're at a certain stage of life where we're wearing glasses and talking about glasses. Yep. So, <laughs> Yes, it is so funny. I, now when I go out to dinner with my girlfriends, it's like everyone reaches in their purse for their readers uh -huh. to see the menu. And I'm like, yes. oh, we've oh. turned into those Isn't friends. It, interesting. Yes. it is so interesting. <laughs> well, I wish we could sit down and hang out in real life, but it's just such a privilege to get to talk to you. And so I thought perhaps what we'll do is start off with you sharing maybe a, a snapshot of your life with your three sons, mm -hmm. um, what you're doing now yeah. and um, where you are, and just kind of give us a picture of who you are today. And then we'll take it from there. Uh, yep. I am a single mom who lives in Franklin, Tennessee, so just about 20 minutes outside of Nashville with my three sons, who are 21, 19, and 17. So I have two sons that are in college, a senior and a freshman, and of course chose to go to different universities <laughs> in opposite directions of one another. Um, and then I have uh, one son living at home full-time, his a junior in high school. So all three of my kids play football. My college-age sons still play football. So I am definitely a football mom through and through. And I like to say I'm classy until kickoff. Um, and I've, I've even been known to ring a cowbell on Friday night. So um, yeah, we have a really great life. Paul is super busy with Friday night games and then two kids playing on Saturday. And I'm kind of all over the South um, following kids around. Wow. That is so different. And wouldn't change it. I love right. it. I Yes. I bet it is very different than Hawaii, but, sure. um, you know, it's a very Southern yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my personal life for work. I work for an organization, a nonprofit called Leading and Loving It that exists to equip and empower female leaders to love their life and ministry. Mm. Um, and I've been part of that for over 15 years. I've been on staff with them for six years. 
I also work as a coach, a certified coach, um, and work with a lot of women um, who are walking through transition of either divorce or maybe empty nesting, Mm. um, maybe going back into the workplace, um, as well as ministry people. So do a lot of coaching with people who are in ministry and in church leadership, since that is a big part of my past. Um, And then, as you said, I'm also an author and just had a book come out recently. So. That's right. Well, why don't you go ahead and just tell us about that book before we move on? Yep. My book is called Better Than Okay, Finding Hope and Healing After Your Marriage Ends. Mm. It is um, honestly kind of my personal story of how Mm. I started over and um, walked with God through the valleys and um, how I was able to kind of just put the pieces of my life back together after everything fell apart. So um, I've been divorced about six and a half years now. So um, it is definitely something that I, being a single mom, is something that's dear to my heart. I have Mm -hmm. a special place for single moms. Mm. Um, So all of your listeners who are single moms just know I am cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. Um, And people who have walked the devastating journey of divorce, it is Mm -hmm. difficult. The unmantling of your family is a difficult Mm -hmm. thing to live through. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I was just telling you before we hit record that somehow this topic has never made its way specifically onto the podcast. And yet I do hear from so many of my listeners. I know so many have walked through divorce, um, are walking through it right now even. And like you, I just have had such a heart to encourage and and really cheer on because I I know that there's there's such a weight on the shoulders of a mom trying to parent through this and just keep mm-hmm. moving through life. And so maybe now that we've seen a snapshot of your life now, can you walk us back through maybe a little bit of what was happening in 2016? So we get a little picture of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, totally. I, um, I actually married my college sweetheart and, um, I knew that he felt a call to ministry and um, wanted to be a pastor. And pretty quickly, we planted a church in Kentucky that we were part of for five years and then moved to Nashville and in 2002 planted Crosspoint Church, planted meaning started, mm-hmm. um, Crosspoint Church. Um, and we served there as senior leaders for 14 years. And I loved being a pastor's wife. I loved um being involved with the staff. I spent every Tuesday at the office doing staff lunch and staff meeting and kind of officed out of there since I was doing a lot of volunteer work at the time. Um, But really just loved being part of a church who was doing big things in the Nashville area um, for Christ. So in 2016, September of that year, my husband of 20 years chose to walk away from the church and that ministry and from our marriage and the family unit that he and I had created. Hmm. Um, And it all happened pretty quickly. I think we all know that when your life publicly falls apart, Hmm. it's been falling apart behind the scenes for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was devastated. It um, played out on the local news. It was you know, at the time, the largest church in Tennessee um, had six locations, still has six locations, still a huge church in Middle Tennessee. Um, it was one of the fastest growing churches in the nation. Hmm. So just had a lot of attention. Wow. So oh. when he resigned and then it, the divorce was announced, um, it just there were a lot of eyes 
watching my life fall apart. And that was difficult to process and uh, trauma. Yes. And did the two happen then right about the same time? The marriage and Um, the church? Yeah. He, we had done an in-home separation starting in March of that, of 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, He moved out August 1st of 2016. He resigned in September and Mm -hmm. then the divorce was announced in October. So um, yeah, it was pretty quickly. I will say um, at the time of his resignation, I still believed that or still hoped that the marriage could be redeemed, that God Mm. would restore our marriage, that God Mm. would reconcile the two of us, Mm. Um, fought very, very hard to save my marriage. I was very willing to give the forgiveness needed to do the work Mm -hmm. um, with therapists and counselors um, in order to heal what had been broken and had been broken for a long time. And, and, you know, trust had been broken in my marriage many times. Um, and I was willing to do the work of that, but it does take two people it to does. make a marriage work. Mm-hmm. And, and he had chosen that wow. he wanted to walk away. So, wow. um, I was 42 starting all over. Oh my goodness. And your, your sons were how old at that time? Um, they, they were 10, 12, 15 ish. <laughs> um, things had been pretty rough at home a year before, we separated. Mm-hmm. Um, it can all be traced back pretty clearly. So mm-hmm. I had two in elementary school and one in middle school oh when my goodness. things really started blowing up. And they stayed with you when he left. Um, yeah, I've always had primary custody and I have them about 75% of the time. Okay. So we do the, you know, every other weekend they see him, but yeah, the wow. majority, large majority of their time is spent under my roof, which I love. Mm. and wouldn't change. Awesome. Wow. That is just, it's, it's truly hard for me to wrap my brain around what you walked through, like, especially the, the public part and just, you know, probably feeling like it was hard for you to even grieve or go through anything because there were always eyes on you. Right. So. Yes. um, Yes. Yeah. And just, you know, going to the grocery store was hard because the church was so large. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Nashville has like the big city feel with a small town atmosphere. So it kind of yeah. feels like everyone knows oh, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, even simple tasks like that took a toll on me. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to um, generalize, but from what I hear about the South, people like to talk, right? There's a little yeah. bit oh, of, of gossip culture. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, it's usually prayer requests. You know, oh, let's yes. pray for them. <laughs> Bless her heart, right? <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just want to hug you. Like reading your book, I just wanted to hug you over and over and, and really for you to come out and share such a difficult journey because you care so much about others, I just think mm-hmm. is beautiful. So thank you again and again for that. Well, maybe mm-hmm. for those of us who aren't or haven't walked through this, what are some things during that process that were helpful to you? Like what in the church or in friendships, what was the most helpful in that season? Yeah, I, um, I will tell you, I think one of the biggest questions that I ask most often when I'm working with somebody going through divorce is, you know, tell me what your support system looks like, Mm -hmm. because I believe support system is so important Mm -hmm. to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, 
I was surrounded with a really wonderful support system. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like God laid out some community beforehand that mm-hmm. I didn't know I would need yeah. two of my best friends or mega church pastor's wives. Um, wow. so it was really great to have them around me because it allowed me to see their husbands as very healthy in their positions. Right. Um, so I was able to clarify, like, this is yes. not necessarily the position, it's the person. Huge. Um, okay. So that was really important for me to be able to see that. Mm. Um, and then, you know, another kind of group of friends that I didn't realize I would need. It's, I do a lot of sporting events, as mm-hmm. I alluded to. And up until this point, I'd always had family to set with. So mm. my ex-husband is from this area. So I had, you know, his parents um, and he, lots of family yeah. um, that we were able to set with. And then I get divorced and oh. I'm going to Friday night football games and I'm by myself. Oh, so ouch. I ended up um, my oldest son's sophomore year of high school connecting with a group of ladies whose sons are all also sophomores. And while our boys are friends, <clears throat> they're not necessarily super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the six of us mm-hmm. got really close that oh. year because wow. of my divorce. They what? just started reaching out and saying like, do you need someone to set with? And, and, and that just grew into this friendship wow. of like, they were super intentional on Friday nights to give me options to pick out what I needed. Mm -hmm. I think lots of times when we are, um, we have a friend walking through a divorce or honestly, any kind of trauma or tragedy, we will say like, Hey, tell me what you need. Yes. And honestly, that's really hard Mm -hmm. when you are walking through something to be able to verbalize what you need. And honestly, what I need, you probably can't give me. Exactly. Um, So what I learned from that group, who I call the six pack, not because of our killer abs, because there are way too many children between us all, um, but because there are six of us, is on Fridays, they would send text messages and they would give me options. So they would say, hey, where do you want to meet tonight? We could meet at the Mexican restaurant and ride to the game together. We can meet at the tailgate and walk in together, or we can meet in the stands. Mm -hmm. And that was super empowering for me Mm -hmm. because it allowed me to make a decision based on what I needed, Mm -hmm. Um, which was great. Cause then Monica, I had to stop and evaluate what I needed, Yes, um, which is a great check-in for us as moms. We Mm -hmm. end up taking care of so many other people's needs that often we don't Mm -hmm. know what we ourselves need. So they were really great about giving me those options so Mm -hmm. that I could verbalize, Hey, this is what would be best for me. This is what I need today. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's make it happen. Um, and that really small, it's, it's great of the six of us, um, two are divorced. Wait, no, three are divorced, three are married. Mm -hmm. So it's a, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of like a 50, 50 split, which is awesome. Um, but still had that, they still had that ability to be able to reach out to me, who was the newest member going through a divorce and show up in a way that I didn't even realize I needed um, until we started hanging out together. Yes. And what I love is that was just one day of the week, one Friday evening, but they recognized Mm -hmm. that that was an important time that represented so much more to you. And so that does make me think of people in my life, you know, even if they're going through something completely different, grieving something else, or maybe they're just new in town or some transition that's hard, 
how we can look yeah. for that one thing. We don't have to bring them dinner every night or be, right, uh, you know, right. with them every day of the week. But if on Friday nights, you can make that regular yeah. thing. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, and you know, Friday nights is one of those situations mm-hmm. um, that you are so excited to see your kid play ball. Yeah. And there's also, you're sad that you're going to be sitting by yourself. Yeah. So it's this bittersweet. Sure. You walk in, you feel awkward. Oh, yeah. Um, so just to have this group that I knew either they were waiting on me or they, I was going to ride with them. Mm-hmm. That was just such a huge gift for me. And honestly, our kids are all now seniors in college wow. and the six of us still get together oh. on a regular basis. That's so terrific. yeah, it's, it has extended into this friendship where we've gone to funerals for parents, mm-hmm. um, of one another. And, mm-hmm. and we've shown up at, um, you know, graduations for one another and that kind of stuff. It's, it's been really a gift. Incredible. Well, I really appreciate that. And from what I read in the book, you also have still a good relationship with the church where your husband was a yes. pastor. Yeah. So I know yeah. that churches can really struggle with this topic. Yeah. Of course, just like you and I talked about, we all want to see marriages survive and thrive and we want to mm-hmm. help people fight for their marriages. But when they don't work out, I think sometimes churches get awkward. They don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So perhaps yeah. for those listening who are somehow involved, serve at, or even on staff at a church, maybe you can share some of the positive things your church did to help you through this. Yeah, you know, my position was very unique. I was the senior pastor's wife. um, And the church staff was great to me. Now, I will say, you know, there's a time frame in there where truth of the situation and the betrayal had not necessarily come out. Mm -hmm. Um, But when all of that became clear, they were really great to me. They showed up and helped the boys and I move into a new home. We bought a home that was new to us. Um, and they moved us in about 90 minutes. I remember my realtor said, I have never seen anything like this before. Um, they sent a group of men over. I, I bought a house as old as I am. So we both have a lot of wrinkles. Mm -hmm. Um, and they sent a group of men over to do a lot of the demolition just to Mm -hmm. save me, you know, money. Um, the creative team showed up and put a basketball goal in my backyard. That was the same basketball goal. My kids had had at the other house. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were really great to step in and make Amazing. us feel loved and mm-hmm. seen and not forgotten. Um, I think as far as church as a whole, I think it's important for divorce to be something that is just recognized from stage. Mm-hmm. Um, the stats show that divorce in secular marriages and Christian marriages, the percentage is not that different. Mm-hmm. So this is something that is happening in churches. Unfortunately, I yeah. wish it was not the case exactly. either, Monica, but it is happening. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when we as divorced people walk in, it is like all we see are happy families. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to be acknowledged from stage is one of those scenarios that, you know, pastors often say, like, you got a medical diagnosis and or you lost your job or mm-hmm. your divorce pa- papers have been filed for it to just be some of the common language that is recognized Mm -hmm. is actually a big deal because you don't feel alienated or cut off. You feel like you're part of what Mm. is being discussed. Oh, for sure. That's so helpful. And it makes perfect sense. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. 
And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about a pretty great math curriculum. Whether you homeschool your kids or they go to school but could use a little extra help at home with their math skills, CTC Math is a great option I hope you'll check out. Now I've written a little review of CTC Math over on my blog, I'll link to that in show notes, or you can go directly to the ctcmath.com website and see everything that's in there. But I want to tell you a couple of really cool features. See, CTC Math uses adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks your student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student won't even know this is happening and this helps them build confidence and master concepts. Now I love their video tutorials. They are short like four to nine minutes long so they don't drag it out all day but they keep them interesting, interactive and really fun and their lessons are clear, complete and so easy to follow. Now there's a whole lot more great features that you'll want to check out over at the ctcmath.com website. One thing I love is that CTC Math offers a 12-month money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So really, you've got nothing to lose. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Again, there will be a link in the show notes or go to ctcmath.com and can't wait to hear how you like it. So I'm hoping that you write a second book about divorce's (laughs) impact on children because I do hear from so many people who are really struggling as much because they just want so much to shield their children from the effects yeah. of divorce. And there's no way around it being destructive on everybody. A ripple effect, right, of, of these things yeah. is just so hard. And I know you've walked through that. But can you share just some wisdom from your experience on minimizing the effect on children? Maybe share how your boys did at that tender age that they were at. I'm so sorry. Um, and how they're doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great question. I think, you know, the hardest part of divorce and, and really and truly the title of the book, Mm. um, came from me talking to women who would say, am I going to be okay? Mm -hmm. And I would say, you're going to be better than okay. Mm. And will my kids be okay? Um, and I think as parents, we do not want to cause any kind of pain of mm-hmm. um, on our children that yeah. actually ends up impacting them mm. for, you know, lifelong impact. 
Um, so no, I did not want divorce to be part of my story. I didn't want divorce to be part of my kid's story. I think, um, figuring that out and walking them through that for me has taken a lot of just having honest conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked really hard when we moved into this house to just decide what I wanted our values to be. And our number one value is truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. I was super honest that we had all lived with a lot of lies for a long wow. time. Wow. Um, and we don't live that life anymore. So, so this is a house of truth. Um, and, and you know, that has not always been perfect and we figured out those bumps, but my kids are all aware that man, if they're willing to tell the truth, I will do whatever I can to help them out, but mm-hmm. I cannot help you when you lie. So I think redefining those values of what mattered it, you know, for us, it was truth. It was, um, having fun and Mm. laughter. We had had so much sorrow Mm. and so many tears. It's one of the reasons I sold my other house and bought another house, bought a new to us house is I just felt haunted there. And Mm. one of my sons said to me, he was in elementary school and he said, I was tucking him in at night. And he said, it's so hard because I go to school and everything's okay and normal. And then I come home and dad's still not here. And I just, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wanted us to have a fresh start. So mm-hmm. I worked very hard to keep them in the same school system, but for us to be able to have a place that had new memories and part of those new memories for me had to be fun and laughter. Wow. Um, and that is a high value for us yeah. just to be able to enjoy one another. Now with boys, mm-hmm. it often means they pick on each other relentlessly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's lots of wrestling and it is loud. Uh-huh. Um, but the boy that humor is, is great, that right? They've embraced. Oh my gosh, it's the best. <laughs> well, I said we were all four in the car, gosh, just about a week ago, and somebody was insulting somebody else. And I'm like, I just need y'all to love one another. And my oldest son said, That's what we're doing. And I'm like, Yeah, that's where I'm a girl. And uh, you would make me so sad if you said that to me. Oh, <laughs> but that's so true. They they are very great in their ability to be able to insult one another mm-hmm. and then let it go and say yes. like, Hey, can you hand me that? Sure, absolutely. Totally. Um, oh, that's, that's a true so gift. True gift. Mm. So. Oh, I love that. And I know that you had the boys still in the home when you went through all of this, though it sounds like. Mm-hmm. You started sharing probably pretty quickly into things, but you talk openly in your book about loneliness. And I can't mm-hmm. think of a much worse feeling than loneliness. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone listening who might be walking through that lonely season, I mean, it, they could be newly widowed or a number of different, yeah. even the empty nest mm-hmm. brings a different kind of lonely. Uh, for sure. What kind of advice do you have for that? Yeah. Well, you know, I will tell you for myself, Monica, I did have to get to the point where I recognized that I had been lonely in my marriage for a really mm, long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so loneliness was not necessarily new, but the loneliness came with hopelessness mm. um, once I was divorced. So mm-hmm. I think um, the fact that there is actually healing that comes mm. in loneliness sure. and Lots of times in order to avoid the loneliness, we stay super busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We book our schedules. Um, We do whatever we can to Mm -hmm. avoid having to feel those emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't want to sit in it. 
Oh, I don't want to sit in it either. Believe me, my therapist was like, I think you need to sit in it. And I was like, no, 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 I'd rather not do that. Mm -hmm. And I would realize I would pick up that I was okay during the day when it started transitioning from light to dark is when the loneliness was the worst. Now, once it got dark, I could usually do okay. But man, that transition of I'm heading into the evening and my house is still empty was hard. Um, So I think, you know, I chose to take that loneliness and really start to get to know myself again. I, um, I am a really great support system. Mm -hmm. I do a great job taking care of other people and in Mm -hmm. doing that had neglected myself. Mm -hmm. So I started leaning in on what were some of the things I could do Mm -hmm. in my loneliness Mm -hmm. to help me just get to know myself again. Wow. Um, picked up new hobbies, Mm -hmm. started doing a lot of writing, um, I actually, my kids gifted me with a dog because they were concerned about me being mm, lonely. That's helpful. That's what every mom wants, a <laughs> gift that lasts 15 years. <laughs> Especially that puppy stage, if you get a puppy. Oh. Whoa, I think she's still in it. Yes, she was, she was a puppy for sure. Oh. Um, so yeah, I just tried to lean in and figure out how can I use this time to get to know myself again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which was actually super healing. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So there's something about learning to spend time with yourself and realizing like, like I like myself. Yes. I, there we go. I'm enjoyable. I like who I am. Mm. Um, and I think when you're in a dysfunctional relationship and Mm -hmm. you haven't received positive feedback and, Mm -hmm. you know, in a situation like mine where my husband was a, you know, a pastor of a very large church, Mm -hmm. There was all this feedback of how amazing he was mm-hmm. and how great he was at his mm-hmm. job. And that message saved our marriage. And this message, you know, brought our wayward kid back to Christ. And I'm told that in all areas. And yeah. then at home, the person I live with is different. Ooh. And Yikes. I I think I processed, I know I processed for a long time that that was because of me, mm. that I must not be, you know. I must be the weak link. Okay. And, and that was also communicated to me Sure, um, sure. that I wasn't gifted enough and I wasn't a strong enough leader and I was too emotional and I wore my emotions on my sleeve mm. and I was a terrible time manager. And Ugh. so part of the loneliness is just me settling in to be like, oh, I'm actually pretty great. Yeah. And recognizing yeah. that and being able to celebrate that. And God made me who I am on purpose. God made me who I am. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. With so a purpose. Good. Yes. Okay. Well, I just can't thank you enough for letting me. I feel like I keep asking you such hard questions, but I, I really know that you and I both care about the listener. And so yeah, one more sure. um, topic that is painful to even touch on, but you're so gracious in your approach to it in the book, but that's grief. And I love that you Mm. really recognize that we all walk through grief differently, that there are stages of grief. Maybe you can, um, talk about ways that, um, that, that you walk through grief, what you learned through that process. Yeah. I think probably what I learned the most is I think if I could, um, visually represent grief you know, as a ball, Hmm. I would think that, that as time went on, my grief would shrink. So my ball would become smaller. I think what I've realized is my grief actually stays the same and I'm the one who grows around it. Okay. So we expect that grief to shrink. Well, it's really not going to, it, 
but it is going to grow us into who God wants us to be Interesting. when we're willing to do that hard work. Wow. So I think I kept thinking it was going to go away yeah. and it, uh-huh. it didn't, it has stayed sure. with me, yeah. but I myself as an individual have grown around that. Okay. So therefore it is, it doesn't occupy as large of a portion sure. of my life because I've grown You've around grown. it. Oh, that's but really beautiful. Like that, that it still exists. Yes. I think when it comes to being a support person for someone mm-hmm. who is grieving, I think we often, because we love the person mm-hmm. in our life who is grieving and it hurts for us to see them hurt, mm-hmm. we try to move them out of their grief sure. mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do a disservice and my closest friends allowed me to take the time I needed to process that grief Mm -hmm. so that when I was ready to move forward, I was moving forward as the healthiest version of myself. Okay. Um, And that was a gift and that was not always easy for them. Mm -hmm. I know there are times that they wanted to say like, let's, let's, you know, pull yourself up by Uh your bootstraps and keep going. And, and that was also happening Yes. because, you know, I have children, so I have to keep going, but they also allowed me just the time to process that grief that I needed. Which will be Um, different for everyone. And I'm sure so dependent on all the circumstances and everything else. Yeah. And I think when it comes to parenting, um, I have a girlfriend, Julie Richard, who runs a really great mom's ministry in Austin, Texas. And she said to me, um, you did a great job of, instead of teaching your kids to avoid loss, Mm. you showed them how to manage loss. And I think that's how we teach them to do it in their own lives. Mm -hmm. They learn that by watching what we do in a lot of ways. And honestly, we're not going to be able to avoid grief. It is part of life when life gets hard. So how can I teach them how to manage Mm -hmm. grief? Mm Mm-hmm as I walk through it so that they have that example one day when they experience that. Yes. Oh, that, that's really good. And, and can you just tell us on those darkest days where your strength came from? Where, what did you, where did you find a way to move and grow through that grief? Yeah, I had a lot of dark days. So (laughs) I do want to be super honest and Mm -hmm. say, I, this book has come out six and a half years post divorce. Um, And I needed that time. I could not have written this book at the three-year mark. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I I needed to be able to write out of my scars and not my wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a lot of those dark days. And I think because, you know, life for me went from being surrounded by thousands of people, uh, constantly Mm -hmm. stuff going on at church, and it shrunk down to I talked to three girlfriends and my therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It just... I had to lean heavily into my relationship with God, actually in a way I hadn't before. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised by Christian parents. I did youth group. I, you know, I went to college. Heck, I was a pastor's wife. Mm. But there was something about um, that knowing that in a lot of ways, God was all I had to cling to, um, that that is what I did. I remember, you know, very dark nights where I couldn't sleep and I would just lay in bed and say the name of Jesus over and over and over because I needed his comfort. Um, and I needed to know I wasn't alone. Um, and it created, you know, in parenting, we talk a lot about attachment and I think what that time did 
is it helped me create a secure attachment with God. And I had not had Mm. a secure attachment previously. So to be able to fully show up as myself in my relationship with God, whether I was angry, frustrated, disappointed, whether I was mad, he hadn't answered my prayers yet, Mm -hmm. um, whether I just needed comfort, I could show up with what I was feeling Mm. and know that I wasn't alone. Yeah. Um, and I still cried tons of tears and Mm -hmm. there were days where I thought I just, I mean, I just want to put my head in the sand and Mm -hmm. come back out when this is over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my relationship with God just flourished during that time. Well, that's, that is awesome because I know that there is sometimes that response to grief where somebody's angry at God and I'm sure you walk through all the stages, but, but I Mm -hmm. love that you chose to dig in deeper. And I love that you are given a gift through that, that you might've missed if you hadn't walked through the grief. So that is incredible. Okay. I I would love to hear what you would say to a (laughs) younger Brandy six years ago, Mm. right in the midst of it all. Is there some nugget of truth that you would speak to her that maybe will bless those listening? Yeah, I think, um, I think there are a couple of things I would Brandy tends to be a planner and likes to get ahead of herself. Mm -hmm. So I would say like, Hey, Brandy, you only have to take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. You don't need to jump ahead to six months. Where are you and the boys going to live in six years? How will I afford two college tuitions? Mm -hmm. You just have to make it through today. So that is your goal. It is one day at a time. And when you make it through that day, celebrate it. Good. However, write down something you're grateful for. Um, do a little prayer before you go to bed, but celebrate the fact that you survived mm. one more day. So good. And then not to sound cliche, but man, I would totally tell her you're going to be better than okay. Mm. I know you don't feel it. I know you don't see it, but mm. there are good things ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we say it all the time. I feel like in the church world, the best is yet to come, but yeah. truly the best is yet to come. Wow. That is some good some good encouragement for somebody out there, I know. And and again, I think so much of this will apply to other areas of grief, other things that someone might be okay. facing. Um, mm-hmm. But I just appreciate that so much. Okay. Now, I like to ask a question to all my guests before I wrap up. My most recent book is called Raising Amazing. And the definition yeah. I use for amazing in that book is a pleasant surprise or something that causes wonder. And so... I like to ask guests if there's anything recent or current in your life that you would say you would call amazing. Yeah, I would. um, Yeah, mine probably goes back to my kids Mm, and the fact, you know, my oldest son is going to be a senior in college. Um, so I am very aware that this is probably the last time he will live at home. Yeah, that's Um, so hard. I've been there. Oh, (laughs) Listen, I'm having the hardest time. This is probably the most difficult year I've had taking him to college Mm -hmm. in in two weeks, Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. um, because I know I don't think he's going to come back in Mm -hmm. May. Mm -hmm. And technically, then he's doing what I've prepared him to do, which is launch into the world. And also, let me just tell you, they do they do find ways to make their way back. So. You're- <laughs> I, I'm sure, trust me. I said, are you sure you don't want to live with me for a little while for your brother's senior year and you can watch him play? Right? And he's like, don't tempt me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all going to um, be good. But I think this wonder of like, this is probably the last time I have all three of them mm. living here in the summer mm. and the amazement of how close they really oh. are. 
Um, and, and that's for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. I think we have walked a tough journey mm -hmm. together. So mm -hmm. the four of us, us four, as I call us, mm -hmm. are super close. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they really, you know, I told them forever, brothers are friends for life. And they, you know, got to the point where they'd be like, we know brothers are friends for life <laughs> and brothers are teammates forever. And, yes. but to actually see that playing out oh. in the relationship that the three of them have mm -hmm. just definitely leaves me in wow. wonder and is wow. amazing. It's oh. a true gift. Oh, we all love that. And I can only Good. imagine that when you walk through all of this in 2016, yeah. if you could have had a vision for what you're experiencing this summer, what a gift yeah. that would have been yep. because probably you had so many other pictures in your mind and, and look at you, you're better than yeah. okay. And you know, I, uh, Monica, I'm better mm. than okay. My oldest son um, was listening to me speak a couple of years ago. I was speaking in Vegas at a conference and he was in Birmingham, Alabama, and he had hopped on the live stream and, and I was telling a story about my family. And I just said, you know, is divorce something I wanted for myself? Absolutely not. Is divorce, I want that to be part of my kid's story? Absolutely not. But where we are now, I wouldn't change our lives for anything. Mm. And afterwards I went backstage and picked up my phone and he had texted me and I had a couple of texts about, um, that joke was really funny. The crowd there, they love what you're saying. So there's like all this encouragement. Uh -huh. And then he said, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I wouldn't change our lives for anything. Uh -huh. And at that point and I was just like, okay, God, like you helped me redefine family. Like nothing was missing. Yeah. You, created that for the four of us. And yeah, I, oh, that I is so beautiful. I'm grateful for where I am today. Oh. So. And ultimately God being the only perfect father that we can point our kids yes. to, no matter how good their earthly father is. That's, yeah. that's just so beautiful. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for thank opening you, your Monica. heart in the book and in just talking to us and um, I'm wondering if you would just close us with a little prayer for anyone out there that's walking I'd through this. To. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Terrific. God, I just want to take some time and I want to lift up the the women who are listening that have walked through a divorce, are walking through a divorce. Maybe their marriage is um, really difficult right now and they don't know whether or not divorce is going to be part of their story, God. And I just want to ask that they feel your presence. Yes. Um, that they feel how real you are in their lives and that you show up for them. Um, and God, I just want to ask that you be with them in their loneliness. Loneliness is so, so scary. And having split time with our kids, God, it just, it is a life that none of us envisioned. And I just want to ask that in their loneliness, you comfort their hearts. Uh, you wrap your arms around them and allow them to feel the peace that only you can provide, God. And I just want to ask that you give them wisdom as they're making decisions about their life and their family unit and what life could look like in the future. They're now making a lot of decisions solo, God, and just give them wisdom and discernment as they're making those decisions and and just allow them as moms who are single moms and they're in charge of, you know, emotionally in charge of the weight of the family and financially in charge of providing for the family and Physically, they're the ones doing the majority of the running on their own. God, I just want to ask that you give them energy and give them focus. Mm -hmm. And God, I just want to ask that you give them sweet moments with their kids, mm -hmm. um, where that they can look at their kids and know that their kids are okay. And they'll also be able to look at themselves and know that you've got them, mm -hmm. uh, that they're going to make it and they will be better than okay. Mm -hmm. 
In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Brandy, thank you so much. I look forward Thanks to for having me. cheering you on if you decide to do that next book. I think there'll be a big audience looking for it. <laughs> no pressure. Thank I you. just thank you know. You. <laughs> but truly, it's been great to get to know you. So thanks for all you do and we'll stay in touch. You as well. Thank you so much, Monica. Okay. Aloha. All right, friends, I hope this conversation was an encouragement to you. And again, you can find notes and links to everything we talked about over at monicaswanson.com forward slash Brandy dash Wilson. And that's B-R-A-N-D-I dash Wilson. All right. We have some incredible episodes coming up as we walk our way into the holidays and the new year. So please spread the word about the podcast and keep coming back. I love you guys. I pray for you. And hey, I welcome your emails. If you have a topic or interview suggestion, you know you can reach out to me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. I always love hearing from you. Okay. So thanks for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.